Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 75 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are back with an all-wrestling pay-per-view weekend. We had three separate wrestling pay-per-views this weekend. It was intense. We started with Clash of the Castle for WWE on Saturday. Sunday afternoon, we had NXT Worlds Collide. Sunday night, we had AEW All Out. And honestly, we're going to have to go ahead and start with All Out. Well, I mean, basically the fourth event of this weekend was the All Out Media Scrum. Yes. Which has turned into the biggest story. Like, we're recording this Monday, right? So we've slept on this. We've had time to... You know, reevaluate what's going on, what we saw, rewatch things. I mean, that we honestly, saw and just heard. to like sleep in general. Yeah, <laughs> all out went a little long. Like you know, coming out of this weekend, you know, I had like my you know my favorite pick of like what my favorite match was, best right. moment of the weekend. But like it all kind of just pales in comparison to the fact that this is now either the second or third week in a row that we are talking about AEW behind the scenes mm-hmm. being a madhouse. Right. So we've talked already about Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. Eddie being suspended. They had their altercation. They're still kind of being separated. Both of them were on the pre-show for yes. All Out. They got put on the pre-show. Doesn't sound like they're in the best, you know, they're in, they're, I mean, kind of sound like they're both in the doghouse a little bit. Listen, which they is fine. both won their pre-show matches. Sure. But they were on the pre-show. They were on the pre-show. We have, you know, uh, Thunder Rosa is the – is kind of relinquishing the AEW World uh, Women's Championship, but, like, not really. We have an interim champion now. That whole thing has been, you know, the Thunder Rosa stuff has been boiling for, like, a year now. Uh, that she's not uh, not the favorite, yeah, I feel not, like, backstage. Not the easiest to work with. Yeah, and then now you have this week where, for the past few weeks, we, there, we've heard rumors that Punk is rubbing people the wrong way, which is no surprise to anyone. This is not new news. In the history of, like, wrestling, it, it Punk is... A polarizing character. Listen, he's a fan fave, but not yeah. necessarily a co-worker fave. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there were rumors. You had, you know, Hangman saying stuff to Punk that Punk didn't like. Punk then going into business for himself, you know, on um, on Dynamite, calling out Hangman when it wasn't on the script. And then we come out of All Out. Pretty solid show. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid ending. I mean, long Pretty show. Pretty big return. And Long show, then, but good things were happening. CM Punk just absolutely loses it at this press conference talking about Colt Cabana mm-hmm. for, like, completely unsolicited. Was not asked about Colt Cabana. Brought it up himself. Kept referring to him as Scott Colton, the real name. All the stuff with the lawsuit that he had uh, with Colt Cabana, because there were rumors that the reason Colt Cabana wasn't on AEW anymore was because Punk had something to do with it. They're mm-hmm. notoriously no longer friends, and... Punk just came out to this press conference to address it, and address it he did. He addressed a lot of things that I don't... It's a shame because Tony Khan... It was uncomfortable. Yeah, and Tony Khan was sitting right next to him, and there was probably like two or three separate times that Tony starts apologizing to the... To, to everybody that's there and just being like, I'm sorry, I didn't answer your question. Like, and I'm Punk's sorry being I like, let no, Punk you just don't. like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, at one point, Punk is saying, like, he's trying to run a business mm-hmm. and, like, you have Tony just looking at him like, what, like, you know, it, it was, it just felt like a lot of stuff has been boiling up inside of him and he decided to take all of that out. He then goes in all, about the EVPs being irresponsible. 
There's only three of those. So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, we're not picking from a big lot here. Names Hangman as like a dipshit or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, something, something what, like that. Not very complimentary of Hangman. Yeah. And like kept coming back to it. And saying, like, you know, these these kids don't know what they're doing. Like, you know, we're, we're drawing all this money on my back. It was insane. Well, it's funny that he While said that, While he's eating too, muffins the whole time. The whole time he's eating muffins. But the, he said something along the lines of, like, we're doing this with all the money on, that, like, I'm bringing into this company or whatever. And then one of the people asked him, one of the reporters was like, well, who do you think makes the most money off of the CM Punk name? Or no, he, sa- he said that. Yeah, so and he was like, you know, the th- there's two people that have made the most off of CM Punk's name. Yeah, and it and then he looked straight into Tony's eyes and was like, "You're not one of them yet." Not yet. But like he's it's sitting. It's Vince. Well, of obviously, course it's Vince, Vince had him for ten of years course. or so. I did think it was weird that CM Punk wasn't somebody who made the most money off of CM Punk's name, but or one of the top two people. But he was making a point. But yeah. the fact that he was sitting there saying. You know, I'm bringing, I'm the reason all this money's coming into the company. And in the same breath as saying that Tony Khan's not making enough money off of him. It, like, it was very all over the place. Um, Punk seemed like he was going through some shit. He does. Like, it just, it seemed like, I, I, I keep coming back to when CM Punk originally was either rumored or had already signed with AEW. There was a report out that an unnamed WWE official when asked about AEW signing CM Punk, they said, he's their problem now. Mm-hmm. And I keep coming back to that because CM Punk seemed so excited and so happy to be there when he first debuted. And to see, like, this complete 180 where, like, he's mad that other people aren't as excited about being there. Yeah. And, like, other people are rubbing him the wrong way. He's obviously rubbing other people the wrong way. And, like, all coming out of, like, a great show. Yeah, but it was a great show. this is the only thing. Like, this, the fact that this is the first thing we're talking about, it's because it's the most pressing issue. Which you is crazy. You have rumors crazy. now that Punk had an altercation with the elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the guys, that, the EVPs that he were mentioning. Mm-hmm. There was an altercation between those guys. There were rumors already that they had threatened to walk out about it. There's all this smoke. There's got to be a fire somewhere, and I feel right. like there's a lot of very small fires that are starting to just get together to create a giant fire in AEW. You had Tony Khan also in the same press conference be so mad that they were the third show of the weekend. Yeah. This is apparently the first AEW pay-per-view, according to Tony Khan, that will do less buys than the year's the year prior's event. Mm-hmm. So this all-out is not going to make as much money as last year's. Because last year they ran unopposed. This year you had Worlds Collide the day of, and you had Clash of the Castle the day before. And Tony is pissed about that. Right. And it's like, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, okay, did Triple H and, you know, just WWE in general plan it this way? Or they were in a whole different country. They were in a completely different country. So, like, maybe. Worlds Collide, sketchy. Yeah, Worlds Collide. Well, I'll back Tony on that. That's kind of some bullshit. Same day. Like, you couldn't have done that next weekend. You you couldn't have done that today. Like, you couldn't have done that. Well, I guess you couldn't have done it Saturday, but you could have done it Saturday night. Or, like. Because the the pay-per-view was during the day here The weekend before or the weekend after. Either way. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so we'll back him on the Worlds Collide one. But they were in Wales. Yeah. 
for Clash of the Castle. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe, just maybe, that's the only time Wales was available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, like you know, I feel like that castle is not easy to get. You know, something. In so, the same... It is a shame, though, because, yeah. and, and it was the longest pay-per-view. All out. It, there was, Hell yeah. Yes, all out. 15 matches 15 versus 6 matches. And it, did, it started, the pre-show started at 7 o'clock. There was four pay-per-view, or four matches on the pre-show. So we had it 11 matches. It went past 12. I was falling asleep by the end of this pay-per-view. And I mean, that was probably the biggest downfall. Like not only was it the third show, it was the longest show. Yeah. It had the most matches. And I don't think Tony Khan likes doing short matches. Like, don't get me wrong. There were a few that were like minutes. Yeah, there But was I think they ones. had to yeah. be. Yeah. Like they had to be because they had so many. And he knew like... This is the end of the weekend. People aren't going to be as excited. I mean, yes, it's a holiday weekend, but, like, some people still... The crowd was very hot for some matches, but they did not like the ending to a lot of these matches. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up was um, Tony mentioning... Tony Storm mentioning Thunder Rosa Mm -hmm. at this press conference. You also had, like, Swerve and Keith Lee were at this press conference. They seemed kind of salty about the acclaimed being so over or as over as they were, and then there might be a rematch. They're kind of mad about that. But Tony Storm said, and I quote, and it's the only reason why it's interesting is because she said that Thunder Thunder Rosa says she's injured. Right. Says. Tony Storm did not say Thunder Rosa is injured. Mm-mm. She said Thunder Rosa says she's injured. There's already been like rumors and speculation about like how legit is this injury, whatever it is. Well, she did she just not want to take a pin at all out? Does she not want her reign to end? That's why she's like relinquishing, but not really. Yeah, because it's weird because she's not relinquishing. She's going out because she's quote unquote injured, and then there's the interim. So she's an interim. Tony Storm is yeah. now the yeah. Which so, we'll get to in a minute, but I don't know. It's very weird how it's going about, but like I don't know, Tony did put it the best way where she just said, like, she'll come back and she'll lose, and I hope she does. And I know that that's, like, a sad thing, but I, I rooted for Tony, so I was excited when she won. So, I mean, we kicked off this night with the AEW pre-show. Ruby Soho and Ortiz were Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello, a match we've seen a few times the past few weeks. It's all, It was all the same, right? It's just It seemed like they're just on the card to be on the card. It was so weird. This was a match that they definitely did not need on the card. No. and it's, Because we just saw it this past week, too. Like on Dynamite exactly, or Rampage. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, we've seen this already. It started off insane. You had um, Ortiz just run over Sammy Guevara with, like, a golf cart, which it seems like, to just be a recurring theme It was, for like, Sammy. an adult-size little car. Like, you know those little cars that, like, kids drive? Yeah. But it was, like, an adult-size one. Yeah, Sammy just keeps getting hit by little motorized vehicles. And then the only, the big thing that came out of this match is Ruby Soho's nose was for sure broken. Yeah, definitely broke her nose. So, like, a match that really didn't even need to be on the card ends up with Ruby getting her nose broken. Tough luck. You also had Hook defending the FTW title against Cool Hand, and Hook wins. Easy. Easy money. I feel like that was a pretty quick match, honestly. He tapped him out, like, quickly. Kip Sabian versus Pac. Kip Sabian finally getting back into the ring, and it's on the pre-show for the All-Atlantic Championship versus Pac. I'm like... Both of these guys, this should have been a main card thing, but it didn't have the nearly close to the build it should have. 
I feel like at this point, like, they're a little bit, like, <laughs> like worried that Pac isn't going to be able to get places. So they're like, put it on the pre-show just in case he isn't able to show know, up. Man. Like, <laughs> just in case he can't get here, traveling issues, like, that put him on the pre-show. Should, like, you're going to give him a title. That should not have been a pre-show yeah, match. Like, you're going to give him the All-Atlantic title, then you just put him on the pre-show. And, like, this, again, this should have been big. Kip Sabian hasn't wrestled in God right. knows how long. I think Finally they said since, the like, ring. November of 2021 or something like that. Like, it's they said, they, it might have been, that might have been a different match. But they said that it was a while, like at least a year that he hasn't been in the ring. And then you put him on the pre-show. Yeah. And then Punk Pack retains. Orange Cassidy comes out. So we're going to kind of run that back, it seems like. Mm -hmm. uh, Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston wins. Again, all pre-show stuff. All stuff that we kind of, very predictable. Right. Pre-show. Uh, but that was, yeah, a, an hour. You had four matches. And then we kick off the actual show with the casino ladder, uh, the casino ladder match. Featuring Wheeler Yuta, Ray Phoenix, Rush, Andrade, Claudio, Dante Martin, Penta, and a Joker entrant. Uh, this match was great. I love ladder matches. We all know this. One thing that was super weird to me was they started this match off, and they mentioned that you can just climb the ladder whenever. So they started off with two people, mm -hmm. and then another person would come out at like a predetermined amount of time. But at any point, somebody could have just taken that prize. Yeah, the first two people were out, which I think was Phoenix and Yuta, and then they were out. And as Roosh was coming out, Yuta's climbing the ladder. Yeah. he could have just ended the match right there. We still had seven people. <laughs> yeah, it's like what was, happens then? There was eight people in total in this match, so we still have technically like four and a half people because Roosh is still at the entrance. Like we have all of these people that are still coming out, but like what happens if like one or two are Apparently, out there and then they just end the match? Because that's what we were like. Oh, they can't do that. That's weird. And then the announcer's like, they could end it right here. And we're like, what? Who's like, the Joker? An, yeah, that's be? an insane rule. Because <laughs> then what's the point of even having a Joker? Right. But all everybody's out there. The Joker's going to come out. And what actually takes place is a bunch of guys in masks come out, beat up everyone in yeah, the match. Yeah, it was weird. All black hoodies. The faces are covered. And then another person climbs the ladder, takes the casino chip down, and out comes another masked person who then takes the chip. Coming out right. to the Rolling Stones, by the way. Nobody's right. actual entrance music. But... It, the person who took the chip down did take their mask off while they were still on the ladder. And that was Stokely. We yes. saw that it was Stokely. Stokely was the person that took the And the, the announcers chip. were like, he's not even in this match, so if the Joker's with him, he can just hand it over and the Joker wins. And like all the other masked people also unmasked. You have the, the ass boys are here. Big Cass. Uh, Morrissey is here. You had, um, I think Lee Moriarty was also there. So basically, Yeah, there was like a bunch of them. Like a whole new faction. Like more people than I thought Stokely had. And the Joker ends up winning. He teases taking the mask off. It's He doesn't. But yep. we'll come back to that later on. Yeah, he just, like, shakes his finger, said, doesn't say it, but nice says no, 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 and then, yeah. like, with his finger, and he leaves. The Joker wins. We don't know who the Joker is. Sick mask. Very cool mask, yeah. Very cool. Um, I hated this. Yeah, I don't like ladder matches ending like this. It felt very James Ellsworth yes. uh, winning the first women's Money in the Bank match. I would have liked it more if the Joker came out masked like that and won. Yes, it was like it was a cool like surprise that it was Stokely, but like also it just felt gross. Well, then I think the something that I didn't like as well was the announcers being like, "Well, since Stokely's not in this match, technically he didn't win, and like somebody can take it from him, and and yeah, that Joker means just that has to they'll come down win." And, yeah. yeah. So like they gave away what was going to happen too. 
So, like, they wanted this, like, big surprise, but then they also, five seconds before the Joker comes out, they say the Joker's going to come take this chip and win. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like, what if somebody just got up and took the, this chip from Stokely? Right, like, I kept thinking, like, <laughs> what if Andrade it. just got up and, like, just took it away from him or something, you know? So, like, I don't know. I, um... It was a clusterfuck. It was definitely it a clusterfuck. The rules were not outlined nearly enough. Mm-mm. I love a ladder match. It was fine for what it was. Cesaro and Andrade had a cool spot. Uh, there were the a couple ladder. of cool spots. Yeah. The ladder matches are always great. They had great guys in this ladder match. And I, like I said, it, it was just like that weird little ending. But I, I loved the mask. I loved the way that he just walked away. That like we didn't actually know who it was. Yeah. But like the, the getting him to win. That literal like three minutes. Didn't like. It, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up. We had the Elite versus the Dark Order. We're going to crown the f- inaugural trios champions in AEW. It is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order with Hangman Adam Page. Been waiting to see this Kenny and Hangman in the ring together for a long time. You know time. what? This was the thing that hasn't happened since November 2021. There you go. That was I. I remember them saying that, and that, and I remember being like, "Damn, it's been almost a year since that happened." Like. It, it's been and a it long hot. time. The crowd was super hot for it. Oh, yeah. Kenny looks great. He's got no shirt. He's got no tape. He's just pure Kenny Omega. Looks amazing. And the elite Ken- worked so Dude, beautifully together. They work so beautifully together. Even if we have that gripe of all three of them constantly being in the ring together and working together and it not being an issue. But it's beautiful. Yeah, it's the, beautiful. The EVPs go out there and, I mean, they, like, this was all supposed to happen exactly how it right, happened. Exactly. Like, th- those three were always going to be the inaugural trio- trios championships. Mm-hmm. So, like, we heard for a while that those championships were coming. It always just seemed like we were waiting for Kenny to be okay for them to come. Kenny's okay. They get the titles. They win this match. And the ending of this match I really liked because Hangman goes for the Buckshot Lariat, ends up hitting poor Johnny Hungy. I know. And the Elite get the pinfall over the dead John Silver. And those are your new AEW trios champions. And now Hangman has to live with himself, having been called a dipshit by your top guy. It was, and you killed your best friend. It was pretty cool, though, because, like, even to start this match, like, there was definitely respect between Hangman and the Bucks. And I liked that. There was fight forever chance. And, like, you know it's a good match when there's fight forever chance. Because the crowd will straight up boo you if they don't like what's happening. Yeah. You know, like, they, the crowd will, especially a hot crowd like that, like, Chicago's a hot wrestling crowd, and they, it was a fight forever chant a couple of times, very good match, even though we knew that the Elite was going of to course. win this match. And then Although we, there were some great almost threes yes. with John Silver and Kenny. They, yeah. like, really made you believe that it was happening, but it wasn't. Right. It's not meant to be. You now have a story to go with Hangman and the Dark Order, like, hey, like, you killed me, why? Yeah. You have that whole thing. You have Kenny and the Bucks with gold again. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, I don't, the trios, like, division is going to be interesting. Because there are a lot of trios in AEW. Oh, yeah. This is not the only trios match we had tonight. No. And it's going to be interesting to see who is next in terms of, like, who will they face. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was not the next match, but you did have Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns versus Wardlow and FTR. Yes, this is just one other trios match. Imagine, like, Wardlow and FTR would be fun because there would be so many titles. Yes. If we did FTR and Wardlow versus Kenny and the Bucks, you have the TNT title involved. You have all the tag team titles that FTR has. 
I think that would be a fun one. I don't think that's where they go. But Wardlow and FCR do end up beating Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Fine match. After the match, you had uh, Dax's daughter come out fighting like a girl, beats up and pins Sanjay Dutt. Which, Absolutely like, the, love it. The ref counted. They even did the bell, which Beautiful. is hilarious. Well, fuck him. For, like, <laughs> honestly, right? though, like, like, she has this shirt that's, uh, it says, like, fight, fight like an eight, eight-year-old girl. Yeah. And he got made a new one that, like, crossed it off and said, like, fight like a brat. And, yeah. like... Fuck him. That girl has been through some shit. She's eight years old, and she deserved every little second of that one, two, three count standing on his chest. I loved everything about that. I liked that more than the actual match. And the match was great. That was fine. (laughs) I I loved that. I thought that was precious, and that's it was cute. So we've talked about this next match coming up since May 29th (laughs) of 2022. (laughs) Earlier in the night, Athena and Jade had, like, a little back and forth. And Jade even mentioned, like, this shit's been going on for too long. Yeah, she was like, this is drawn out. And you're like, see, I thank like, yeah, you. Like, Jade gets it. <laughs> so we finally get Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS championship. We have been waiting for this <laughs> since May 29th. <laughs> and, like, when I say we've been waiting for it, I like, mean, like, I've been waiting for Jade to beat Athena. In case you're handily. wondering, it's September. It is September now. <laughs> You've been waiting for Athena to win, presumably, right? Well, Yes and no, because I I made this very clear last week. I did not want her to take the title off of Jade. I do okay. I do want Athena like in a spotlight and all of that, but I didn't think that. Oh, this is gonna sound mean, but I don't think that she deserved to be the one mm. to take it off of Jade. <laughs> but I do love Athena. Like it's not that I don't. Um, talk about I just, talk about how Jade looked. Oh, fantastic! She always does though. Like and the fact that she just came out. First of all, this is such like boss bitch energy. Mm-hmm. It, before any of her like gear shit like she just carries herself so well and then for her to come out with this green paint all over her body looking like veins and just like half her face long brown hair straight like she hulk vibes mm-hmm. and it was amazing she always looks good she always has some sort of marvel superhero vibe to her that's her whole look anyway but I don't know. She just looked absolutely amazing, and within five minutes, she was 37-0. and 0. To be clear, we have been waiting for this match since May 29th <laughs> of 2022, and then on September 4th Listen, it was about 2022. It was a four-minute match, and it took us four months to get there. September 4th <laughs> of 2022 at All Out in Chicago. Jade Cargill beat Athena in four minutes. Uh-huh. It was a minute per month. The next match (laughs) that we're going to talk about is Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Another quick one. Another quick one. More surprising quick one. But Mm -hmm. I did like the end. Hobbs wins quickly. Yes. That's what should have happened. Exactly. Powerhouse Hobbs is exactly that. Mm -hmm. He is a a powerhouse. Ricky Starks needs to take these kind of beat-down losses to get the babyface heat. Because, like, this dude could be a pure babyface easy. Mm-hmm. Awesome theme music, super flamboyant, can talk the talk, can walk the walk. Hobbs, he's a killer. Yeah. He he's needs to be presented heel. as such. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He went out there and killed Ricky Starks. And that's all there is to it. Right. Uh, we had Swerve and Keith Lee versus the Acclaimed. And Daddy Ooh. Ass came out with the Acclaimed. Ooh. Uh, this was a long match, but in a good way. Yeah, this match slapped every single way. It was so good. The crowd was so unbelievably behind the acclaimed. Because everyone loves the acclaimed. It was it was 
uh, actually a shame because the acclaimed lost. Yeah. So this match, first of all, it is known. Yes. We, we love the acclaimed. We are not cops. Everyone loves the acclaimed. <laughs> and we love Daddy Ass. We love of Billy Gunn. We had Daddy Ass chants. We had scissors, scissor me Daddy Ass chants. We do have the new scissor me Daddy Ass t-shirts available. They should be rocket strapping the acclaimed to the moon. It was weird that at one point they didn't just like call an audible and say, you know what? Nope, Swerve, please. Sorry, saying. you're losing. I was saying like, the whole match. Yeah. I love Swerve. I love Keith Lee. They're amazing. Absolutely. They work extremely well together. They're a fantastic tag team. I do not hate that they are tag champions. Mm mm. But god damn, they claim we're over in this match. They were so over. And it was a shame because, like, Again, we knew how this match was going to go, and then there were a couple of times where we were like, oh my god, they're giving it to the acclaimed, and then they didn't, and then the crowd was not happy. That was my only thing, was if you're going to have Swerve and Keith Lee win this match, the crowd is going to boo. They were so hot for the acclaimed that I was thinking in my head, it would be a great idea to call an audible. This exact scenario came up at the press conference. Mm-hmm. One of the journalists asked, "Did you think about calling an audible?" And Tony Khan really wouldn't answer, saying like, "Like basically no." And then he also brought up that he thinks that the acclaimed should get a rematch in a few weeks. And Swerve and Keith Lee kind of balked at that. Yeah, I think I think Swerve and Keith Lee did not expect, nor did anybody really, for the acclaimed to be as over as they were in this match. And I don't think they, I don't think Swerve and Keith Lee want to work with the acclaimed again. Which is crazy, but I mean, maybe they're offended because, you know, they did refer to Keith Lee as Lizzo, so I don't, you know, maybe they're offended, but I, I don't know. It was a great match, though. Very long, very good. I loved it. Claim yeah. should have won. They should have won. I, I mean, think And they, I didn't even, ha- I didn't even root for them to win, but I halfway think, through the match, I was like, they should win! I immediately changed my opinion. I think there's a good chance that they get those titles in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do with Swerve and Keith Lee, to be honest, but... They're, they're both so talented that it's not going to be hard. Yeah. It shouldn't be hard to figure something out. Although, we've said it many times before, this is a stacked roster. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're even tagging together at all, let alone the tag team champions, is wild. I Well, we said that when they first got put together. We're like, can you believe that they're putting Keith Lee and Swerve together? It's working. Sure. It's definitely working, but the fact that these two huge names are put together as a tag team is insane. But, I mean, also, that's probably why they have the titles. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, I would like to see, like, I would, it would be fun to see, like, Swerve challenge, like, North, the, uh, not North American title, the All-Atlantic title. Mm-hmm. I want to see him in, like, singles action. Same thing with Keith Lee, for that matter. Like, Keith and Wardlow would just be oh, two beating men's lap for me. Um, we had the Fatal 4-Way to, de- to crown a new AEW Women's Champion, or interim AEW Women's Champion, depending on who you ask. Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker... I'm on record. I wanted Jamie Hayter to win this match. And I'll tell you what, that Chicago crowd also wanted Jamie Hayter to win that match. I wanted Tony Storm to win that match, and I was hype as hell when she pinned Jamie Hayter. She pinned Jamie Hayter. So hype. We did get the the tease of Britt Baker and Jamie going their separate ways. They mm-hmm. need to. Please, they need to. Please just like pull that trigger. You need mm-hmm. some kind of story Britt in the women's Rebel, division. still has Rebel, so like, it's fine. Exactly. Like, just like, pull that trigger. We need stories in the women's mm-hmm. division. It's been booked so weirdly that we don't have any real storylines. We just have like, oh, this person's going to face this person. That's it. Yeah. There is so much history between Jamie and Britt. It's easy to just put that story together. 
it doesn't need to be for the title, Mm-mm. but it could be for like a chance at the title later right. down the road. Tony's Tony Storm gets the win. It's fine. I feel like she was probably destined to pin Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And I feel like in that press conference, a little bit of saltiness came out. Yeah. That I think she wanted to beat the champ to become the champ, and she's kind of like that interim title well, that Moxley hated. She even said, like, when she comes back, she can lose. Be yeah. Like, she made it a point to say, like, I'm going to beat her then, which, I mean, you're going to say She also made it a point anyway, to say that Thunder Rosa says yeah, that, that she's she may not actually be injured. She's there's, just, be, you know, whenever. I mean, who are we? Of, we don't know. There's a lot of smoke back there. <laughs> there's a lot of smoke back there. I don't see the street profits, but there's a lot of smoke back there. It's it's a little bit, uh, it's testy. But we also had Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. And um, Jungle Mom was here. And she, I mean, I'm assuming it's his mother. I think they might have said later that it was his mom and his sister. But you could tell they were related because of the hair. Uh, good God. Also, if I was his mother or his sister, I would be mad that he got better hair. I, th- it's not fair. That's not fair. That boy has beautiful hair. They have beautiful hair. But his is just beautiful. Um, but Jungle Mom slapped Christian in the very beginning. Awesome. Then Jungle Boy comes out and he turns around and Luchasaurus isn't behind him. So he goes back to like the face entrance and he's like where's luchasaurus and then all of a sudden luchasaurus is coming out of the heel entrance choke slams jungle boy off of the ramp onto the pyro grate and then he like gets down carries him to the ring whatever but as he's carrying him you can see the lines of the grate on his back and it's like um did that just burn the shit out of jungle boy like jungle boy legit looked like he had grill marks yes like he was a hot dog yes and at first i was like i didn't realize it was the pyro grate so i was like damn he I must have hit that somebody mentioned yeah. it because i was like he must have hit that hard and then like other people i think it was one of the announcers was just like oh that pyro grate must have been hot <laughs> like he he looked like he was on a grill they cooked Jungle Boy. Yes. And who's also going by his real name now? J- Jungle Boy Jack Perry is a dope name. Yeah. I'll give yeah. him that. I like this. I mm-hmm. I've been on this podcast on record saying uh, we need to get rid of the Jungle Boy thing soon. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy Jack Perry is a dope name. Yeah. Eventually, you just drop the Jungle Boy in general, or it, even just call yourself Jungle Jack Perry. Sounds dope. Yeah. Something I don't know. Good for but him. Jungle Jack Perry gets his ass beat by Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus needs to make up his damn mind too. Yeah. Are you working with Jungle Boy? Or are you working with Christian? Well, Which this one is you some, working with? This is some big show bullshit of yeah. like I'm heel, I'm face, I'm heel, I'm yeah. face. Figure it out. I like Luchasaurus. Yeah, you always have. I think he's just he's so unique and like yes. fun, and he's got such I agree. a dope voice. I like. I wish they'd like actually let him do promos instead they of just don't. growl. Yeah, but you know whatever. This is another one. Christian Cage obviously wins this in three seconds. Yeah, and I I would expect at the next pay per view to see Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy. Okay, I could see that. Because I mean, the Christian and and Jungle Boy thing that should just be done. Yeah, you can still like talk shit. Christian can like manage Luchasaurus, which mm-hmm. would be fine. But I don't want to see them, like, in the ring again. Yeah. I'm good on that. Um, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, somehow, this is the first match they've had in a very, very long time. Jericho comes out as the Lionheart. He's got the old Lionheart music because Tony Khan is just on a licensing spree of finding any music he can and buying it. I love that Tony Khan does that, though. Good for him. It's great. Good for him. Daniel Garcia watching from the back. Chris Jericho wins. So shocking to me. I I was actually shocked by that. This is not a hot take, but the Judas Effect finish is hot garbage. Chris Jericho basically, like the Judas Effect, in theory, 
is basically like you're going to do a 360 and just backhand or back elbow somebody in the face. Yes. What this actually looked like instead was a drunken man falling into somebody that was behind him. Yeah. And then he gets the pin off of it. It looked shit. It's fine. Both of them, like, neither one suffers in any way. No. Brian Danielson is Brian fucking Danielson. You yeah. can put him in the main event match of any card on any wrestling show, any day of the week. It's fine. It helps progress the story of Daniel Garcia's hero is Brian Danielson. Right. Daniel Garcia's friend, I guess. Yeah. Is Chris Jericho. Working with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho now just beat Daniel Garcia's hero. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pr- progress the story of Jericho and Danny Garcia. It's easy now. Jericho the heel gets to keep saying to us, I beat your hero. Right. And the fact that when Jericho wins, the Jericho Appreciation Society comes out to celebrate with him. And it's everybody in that except for Daniel Garcia. So later in the night, Jericho comes up to him all upset. Like, I can't believe you didn't come out and celebrate with me. Like, you have a match next week on Dynamite. I'm not coming out to your... I'm not going to be on your corner. So we're starting that little feud between them two. Which is nice. It, it, yeah. it is just progressing that storyline. We also had the House of Black versus Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. And the House of Black just looks so cool. They just look so cool in their entrance. Even Julia Hart, she looked completely different. All black, like, witchy mm-hmm. vibes. Like, like swamp witch? Like, it was very... I don't know how to describe it, but I, could, I was so focused on the fact that she was not wearing any shoes, I couldn't figure anything else out. Didn't notice. <laughs> it was so <laughs> weird. But at one point, Sting missed Malachi. And that caused Darby Allen to get the pin. This match is interesting for one reason. It has nothing to do with the match, which is the theme for yeah. AEW recently. After this match, for the live crowd, we did not see it on air. Uh, multiple sources have confirmed this. Aleister Black, Malachi Black, whatever, uh, bowed and, like, kissed, like, blue kisses to, like, the crowd. Basically, in, like, it looked like he was saying goodbye. Well, uh, There yeah. have been rumors but, for Yeah, I would say there are nice rumors about him. That Malachi Black... Is has been asking for his release, hasn't been granted it, mm-hmm. but may have asked for his release. Then you get like more into rumors about like mental health issues, all this stuff. Like the sunshine and rainbows for AEW just feel like so long ago. Yeah, they're definitely. Falling it feels away. like they have just the biggest rain cloud over them, and it sucks because yeah. I mean they're still doing great. They're still putting on awesome shows. Dynamite and Rampage every week are fine. But, like, there just seems to be so much bad juju. I don't know what they did. I don't well, know I what think... Indian burial ground they have. They put <laughs> yeah. a show on. But, like, there is I a dark cloud hanging they... over. Like, with all of the, the creativeness that they're allowing, there's a lot of clashing in the back. And they have so many headstrong, good wrestlers there that are being overlooked because they have so many other good wrestlers there so it's not like malachi black is not a good wrestler and doesn't deserve to be there he's fantastic but it's probably frustrating for him and they just brought on so many good people that they just don't have enough space for them and that's frustrating yeah like think about the way he came right right he was on smackdown Mm -hmm. week later he's on exactly aw television with the same gimmick Mm mm-hmm had lightning in a bottle, and then all of that is pretty much gone. Right. You built the House of Black up over, like, what, a year? Finally got Julia into it. Mm-hmm. 
really have done nothing with any of them. Brody King's been in, like, big matches, but, like, Malachi's been kind of, like... It's very weird. It's very weird. But then we also finish the show, the main event, the AEW World Championship between Jon Moxley and CM Punk. And it's hilarious because one of the, like, little picks on the car, on the the PW match card that we go off of, Mm -hmm. says, is there going to be blood? Of course there's going to be blood. This is a John fucking Moxley match. Yeah. Of course there's going to be blood. Johnny Moxley. That bro did not bleed. Dude didn't bleed. Not one time. Yeah. CM Punk was gushing blood. Yeah, CM, CM Pants, White Pants Punk had blood all over those pants. Gushing. But somehow John Moxley didn't bleed one time. I was shook by that. But he did get Punk's blood on his arm and then licked it off. It's gross. Not a fan. <laughs> um, I, I love just after during and or after moxley matches just going on his wife's like twitter because she's just not happy with things that he does like stop biting people stop kissing people stop licking the blood of my friends like (laughs) like like cm punk and john moxley's wife are like best friends like please don't lick the blood of my best friend i hate that but punk wins punk does win big pop from the crowd Mm -hmm. clean win a clean no, win for no the chicanery, first time. No wildness. No, and yeah, first time in it's, John Moxley's AEW career. That yeah, he has three been years. One on one clean. But again, it's not the big story Mm-mm. because Punk gets the victory, and the lights go out. They play an old clip from Ring of Honor of CM Punk. They play a voicemail of Tony Khan talking to somebody, offering them money to show up at All Out because the fans missed them. They need to do this for the fans. This is the last offer I'm going to give you. Show up at All Out. I'll put you in the Casino Battle Royal. The devil comes out. Yep. Not like not not, not out the yet, Joker. but like he's still backstage. Yeah, the Joker, whatever. Turns around, takes his mask off. It's obviously MJF. Yes. But he puts that fucking scarf on. And like, now you're 100%. Like, even if you were like 99.9. Yeah, because he had not turned around bit, at that point. The crowd pops. Mm-hmm. Music hits. The crowd is cheering for MJF, the biggest heel in the company three months ago. The crowd is now cheering for him in Chicago. Yeah, this this while is CM Punk's Punk hometown. Has the title in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. We end the show there, and then all of the chaos ensues. Yes. This was a chaotic show, from the pre-show to the all-out scrum. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you go from here. You clearly, you're going to go MJF versus Punk. Of course. But God damn, like, what do you do with Moxley? Like, uh, what Moxley do you, what, needs to take. What a do you break do with so many things going on? Because I mean, backstage seems like a dumpster fire. Well, that's exactly it. Like, there's so many big guys in the spotlight. So many big guys not in the spotlight. So many little dumpster fires that just need. They have so many fires that need to be put out backstage. Yeah. So many, and like, I think in order to do that, they need to give some of the bigger guys some like. Moxley's been in the spotlight for a minute. Okay. Maybe we use him to build up other people or give him a little bit of a break for a minute. You know, like, I don't know. Like, let's just do something else. I don't I don't know. It's going to be very confusing what's coming next. But that's my favorite part about right after pay-per-view. Like, this week on Dynamite and Rampage, we're going to be starting all new things. And as long as Tony Khan does it right, it'll be good. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise it'll be... <sighs> The last pay-per-view they had, it wasn't great. Like, it was it was very drawn out of, like, what's going to be next? What, how's, what's going on for yeah, all like, out? Like, like, it was we're very be, drawn out. This does feel like a reset in some yes. ways. But, again, like, 
you can't discount what was said in that yes. scrum. Like, CM Punk clearly has some kind of beef with... A couple of people. With quite a few people. It seems like there's at least five are, people. That are very yes. important yes. to, like, the structural integrity mm-hmm. of AEW. Like, so, MJF is considered one of the pillars of M- of. AW. I'm not even talking about MJF because, like, CM Punk still talks talks speaks very highly of MJF, but like the fact that MJF finally returned, and it's like the third most important story. Insane. Is like Insane. I, I feel I feel bad for MJF because because without that scrum, MJF is the story. Yes. MJF returning is the big story mm-hmm. coming out of this weekend, but it wasn't because CM Punk just had to. Explode. Go nuts. Like, like a pipe bomb, but like for insane. real. Yes. Absolute chaos. And then, you know, we're going to touch on NXT Worlds Collide a little bit. A few hours prior to All Out, NXT UK and NXT, they're merging. Mm-hmm. We're going to put all those titles together. All the NXT UK people, they're either going to be released or brought into NXT in general. So we had... Or I'm assuming to the main roster. Or like, to the main roster. There are we had some main people, roster guys yeah. on this show. Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American title. Fun match. Carmelo retains... Uh, you had Pretty Deadly versus Gallus versus the Creed Brothers. They're going to unify the uh, NXT. Jensen and somebody else were in that, too. There was yeah, four people in that, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't they didn't matter. win. Unifying the NXT <laughs> and the NXT UK tag titles. Pretty Deadly with the surprise win. You had Literally a surprise win. You had Mandy Rose, who has been killing it mm-hmm. in the NXT women's division. Like, cannot wait for her to come up and, and be something on the come main roster. Come back up, yeah. She's she's just she's found something. She's found like her her space. Mm-hmm. She's gonna face Mako Satomura, who has been the NXT UK Women's Champion for God knows how long. She's the final boss of NXT UK, and then Blair Daver, Davenport as like a wild card, right? Coming from NXT UK as well. Mandy Rose gets this win. Mandy Rose unifies the NXT and the NXT UK Women's Championship. I love it. What a timeline that we're in. I know, insane. That is insane to say like think about like a year two years ago that is an insane thing mm-hmm. to even imagine but that's where we are we also had Dewdrop and nikki ash face katana chance and caden carter for the nxt women's tag team championships don't know why this match really happened to begin with but sure caden carter and katana chance get the win well they only got the win because of toxic attraction toxic yeah but like but still, they did get the win. And then probably for the best, because what would they have done with Nikki and Dewdrop had they won? I don't know. Bring Toxic Attraction up ASAP. Um, Braun Breaker, NXT champion. Tyler Bate, NXT UK champion. Two-time. Mm-hmm. Big Strong Boy versus Braun Breaker. Awesome match. One of the best matches of the weekend. Braun Breaker gets the win. He is now your unified NXT and NXT UK champion. I don't know what they're going to call it now. Well, just they're like probably just going to call it, like, either NXT the Undisputed champion? or just the NXT champion. But Tyler Bate is one that I think would get pulled right to the main roster instead of getting pulled from UK to NXT. I think they would... He could. I think he would just pull the... They would, they would pull the so trigger young. on him. Yeah. Oh, that's he, a good point. He looks very old at this point. Like, growing out his hair, I feel like, was a bad choice for him. But he, he is fantastic. And if you're going to leave Braun down there, as I assume you are, Tyler Bate coming up would not be a terrible idea. Yeah. WWE Clash at the Castle. To kick off the before, wrestling weekend. Yeah, before we even get into that, stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. Triple H sits down with Ariel Hawani for like an hour and a half long interview. Talking about his health issues, talking about taking over for Vince. But the last five minutes being like probably the most interesting, Ariel asked him about four names. 
He asked him about Braun Strowman. Triple H said, can't wait to give him a uh, second chance. Hell yeah. Talked about Bray Wyatt. Bray is very difficult to work with, but like loves his creativity. Talked about Sasha Banks. Said Sasha Banks needs to figure out what Sasha Banks wants to do, and he'll support her either way. Yeah, that's his daughter. And then talked about The Rock and how The Rock... The Rock knows how much The Rock wants to work WrestleMania one more time. Yeah. So what we're looking at is The Rock will come back for the Hollywood WrestleMania this year. Maybe. Um, Sasha Banks is just fully supported by Papa Triple H. And Braun Strowman is coming back. Rumors are for this week. They're saying tonight, yeah, tonight. on Raw yeah. that Braun Strowman will be back. And I'm telling you that the minute that that scream happens in the beginning of his like his entrance yeah, music... I'm going to pop off the couch, and I don't move very quickly right now. And uh, Bray Wyatt, to say that this dude is hard to work with because he's too creative. It wasn't. He didn't what? say it in but a like, negative way. No, I, that's where I'm going. What a compliment. Yeah. Like, what a, like you were like, so creative that, like, we don't even know what how to handle that. Yeah, we, like, we, like he, he called him, like, a tornado of creativity. Like, it's, yes. it's hard to harness. Yes, and, like, harness. that's, like, a compliment to me, though. Like, that's awesome. Good for you. Like, it was funny because, like... Braun was the only one where he seemed definitive. Yes. And it had already gotten out that, like, Braun was coming yeah, back. Braun's coming back tonight. And I feel like Bray... I feel like Sasha is, like... Sasha can do whatever Sasha wants. She can go to Hollywood if she wants. She yeah, can come back Have you seen her? Wrestling. She's Sasha Banks. She is a superstar. And, like, Triple H could not have said better things about her. I would be surprised if we didn't see all four of those back at some point. Yeah. Even if it's not, like... Even if it's not imminent. Right. Sasha Banks will wrestle again. Yeah. And I I would want her in WWE. Because I feel like it, putting her in AEW, I just... She'd I, get I, lost. Like, the women's division, if you're a woman... If, you, if you're a woman. If you're a woman... <laughs> I'm nervous about where this is going. <laughs> if you're a female wrestler in, uh-huh. a, in the world right now, independent, not signed to either brand... Oh, you'd want to be in WWE. Say, okay, you. Yeah. You, are, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan wants you. Triple H wants you. I'd go to Triple H. Why? Well, for two reasons. Uh, three re- reasons. One, look at what AEW has done to the women's division. It, there's not much happening there. Two, WWE has basically always figured out how to have a good women's division. Um, and also, well, since tri- Stephanie created it, yeah. Yeah, right. Also, Triple H is not only fantastic at what he's been doing. I know that some people don't agree with that statement i think they're wrong um i think that not only is he fantastic at the creative end he knows how to support and build women's wrestling and i think girl dad he's a girl dad he's a girl dad and i and i say that as a real life girl dad for him but also the like the four horsewomen all of the women he took the way he talks about even like dakota kai and some of those women like he he truly sees that these are not just like bra and panty matches anymore. These are full blown superstars. And some of these women can take and be better than some of those fucking men. Yeah. And I'll stand by that. I think Bianca Belair is the strongest person <laughs> on the entire roster. I think she's stronger than half the men on that roster, if not more than them. So like I I don't know. I I would one hundred percent go to Triple H. We kick off Clash of the Castle with the six strongest women. woman, <laughs> Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. They have a name. Who now have a name? They are Damage Control. They have their own theme song. 
Mm-hmm. Everything coming together. I was a bit salty we didn't get Eosky's theme song, but it's fine. This match was fine. Right? Dude, my favorite thing about this match had nothing to do with the actual match. I forgot. I forgot because it has been so long, not only since we've seen Bailey, but I feel like since we've been in the UK. Uh, the UK sings Hey Bailey to Bailey. They consider yeah. that Hey Baby song. They, they love themselves some Bailey. I love it. I loved it so much. Bailey loved it. She was eating that shit up, even though she was trying, she was so, trying so hard, hard to, stay heel. to stay in the heel. Like, and she did. She did a great she job. She did. kept tagging out. To get the fans yes. to boo because all they wanted was Bailey. Uh, absolutely amazing. I was like, I loved that, even though that had literally nothing to do with the match. But Bailey pins Bianca, which is so good for storyline. Loved it. So good. Loved it so much. You had Bianca had to get hit with every single finish from Damage Control mm-hmm. to finally take this pin from Bianca or from Bailey. So you set up the easy Bailey and Bianca um, feud. But right. We do want to touch on Raw. We had the final of the women's tag team tournament, Raquel Gonzalez and Aaliyah versus Io Sky and Dakota Kai. We had assumed, going into this pay-per-view, that Dakota Kai and, and Io Sky would be tag, tam- uh, tag champions. We were wrong. Oh, we were so wrong. Raquel Gonzalez and Aaliyah are currently your WWE Women's Tag Team for Champions. For whatever reason. For, how, for whatever reason and for however long. Yeah, who knows? There's, I mean, again, women's tag team division isn't fantastic in the WWE, but the women's division is, so that's fine. We also, to follow this good opener, I mm-hmm. think this was a good opener of the night. Very good opener. We had the best, the probably, to me, the best, like, of the whole weekend Match yeah. of the whole weekend, definitely of the night. Sheamus versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I love everything about this because Sheamus had his brawl and brutes. We had Rich Holland and Butch in his corner. Gunther got Imperium back together. Hell yeah. We had all of them. Well, Not, well, well we're missing Alexander Wolf, but yeah. it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, but well, as their like respective boys were attacking each other, we once again had a stare down <laughs> between Sheamus and Gunther, uh, and I just I love that like the, the brawling f- boys. Yeah, like the fact that they're just in the ring, eye to eye, staring each other down, just not even making a move while there's just this brawl happening around them well, with we all said of their this guys. Before, like because they did this, right? Yeah, this past week. And I said because it was funny that. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser beat up both yes. Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. which we're going to go back to calling him Pete Dunne, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're done with the butch bullshit. I'm, like, I don't mind it as much as I did in the very, very but beginning. But it's funny because like, he had a singles match on SmackDown yeah, against Ludwig Kaiser, so and he butch. was... Or he was so Pete. He I mean, was the bruiserweight. Yeah, he was so Pete. His hair was down. He had his, like, yeah, what is singlet, that called? The singlet. He had it all. Yeah, he was so Pete Dunne but when I he kept came saying, out. Like, Walter is missing a guy, mm-hmm. which sucked because he had Imperium. Yeah. And then, boom, you bring back Imperium. He's got, we've got a perfect Apparently, we're going back to everybody's old names. Perfect. We're giving, yeah, we're giving people's names back mm-hmm. now. Austin Theory you just has to his Gunther, name back. But you just refer to Gunther as Walter. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, also, he is Walter. Um, this was the best match of the weekend. Dude, from, from any bell show, to bell. This match was amazing. This might be my favorite match of the year. Crazy. I will watch it more than once. I implore anyone that hasn't seen it to watch it. I don't even care if you like wrestling. No, but like, like within minutes of this bell ringing, both men are just 
absolutely covered in red marks from how hard these hits are. Like, these are real fucking hits. These guys beat the shit out of each other. And they beat the shit out of each other. And the only reason that you know that these aren't fake slaps were like, you know, wrestling's fake. And then they slap the leg and then it makes it sound loud and blah, blah, blah. But Sheamus is fucking bleeding on his chest (laughs) from how hard Gunther is slapping the shit out of him. Like, it, I don't remember the last time i saw sheamus be manhandled this way no we haven't and i have been on record i believe even on this podcast saying that i am not a huge sheamus fan and i was so impressed by this match this is the best match i've ever seen sheamus in i agree with that i think it is absolutely the best match i've ever seen sheamus have um even when he hit that fucking celtic cross but like we like we knew it going in like if you if you give these guys 20 minutes or around I there. forget how long that match was, but it was definitely around 20 minutes. I think it was like 18 more. minutes or something yeah. like that. But like, if you just give these guys time, they are guys that both work snug. They work very physically. Sheamus known for his physicality. Gunther even more so at yes. this point. And Gunther doesn't have bad matches. When Mm-mm. you get in the ring with Gunther, there's so many guys that can say they had their best match with him. Yeah. Pete Dunne, Ilya Dragunov, now Sheamus, can all say that they've had their best match with Gunther because... like. There hasn't been this much physicality in any match in WWE or NXT since Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It was Shinsuke's first match. And, I mean, even like the Ilya Dragunov matches with Gunther, incredible. I've been saying for so long, just just put Gunther in the ring. You don't even have to do anything special with him. He has such a basic presentation. Ludwig Kaiser comes out and yells and... Let let Gunther handle the rest. It's so crazy. It is so so crazy. intimidating. Everything he does, he does with purpose. He took a Celtic cross beautifully. He took I was a very Celtic cross. I was impressed by that because these are two big ass dudes. And when Seamus put him up for that, I was like, "This isn't going to work. Like he's too big to do this to." And like he took it, Seamus was able to like complete that. It was beautiful. The ending of this match, I, oh my god. So like, I mean, the the beginning of this match was Gunther just beating the shit out of Seamus. Yes. And then Seamus started to get his own back. Yes. And then it, t- it kept going back and forth. I was worried early that it might be like a squash mm-hmm. and Gunther was just going to beat the shit out of Sheamus and then Sheamus is just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm retired now. Yeah. But like... Honestly, Sheamus, Sheamus should retire Sheamus now. That was the best match he's ever in. had. They both did. Gunther has been using the powerbomb as his finish recently. Mm-hmm. So he goes for this powerbomb, but it looks botched. It looked shit. Yeah. And I even mentioned, I was like, I really hope they don't end it on this pin. But it looked like Sheamus had fallen on his lower back. It looked like he, like, he, like, hit his tailbone. Yes. You know? So, it looked like a botch. Mm-hmm. But then they work that into the finish. Yeah. Where Seamus is going for the brogue kick, but, like, his back gives out. hmm And then Walter comes back and gives him another powerbomb. And then gives him an absolute clothesline from hell. Yo. I thought that his arm was going to legitimately go through Seamus when he clotheslined him. Like, like, I was like, oh, we're cutting Seamus in half with a grown man's arm. Like, this was a full-blown clothesline from hell. And that's how we ended it. Gunther just decided this match was over. Yes. And ended it with a clothesline. Incredible. Like, if you just want to watch the audience during Gunther matches, you'll be entertained. Because it's just people wincing time and time again. Like, oh my god, that looks terrible. 
And, like, you're even on the couch just like, Jesus Christ, what is this? <laughs> I thought like, this was fake. Like, the sounds that it makes, you can tell it's not fake. Like, you can tell it's real. You can tell it hurts. And then Seamus is the best person to do it on because that he's so, so pale. The man is canvas. So, like, th- immediately this man has just red welts all over his body. And it's just, like, it hurts. It hurts to watch, but in, like, a good way like it hurts so good you know absolutely love it then we slowed down a little bit with Shayna. we had Shayna baszler versus Liv morgan for the smackdown women's championship and we love us some white gear the all white gear i do uh Liv morgan comes out in the all white gear fantastic she retains the championship which i'm happy about i uh i, I thought they were gonna give it to Shayna, honestly no i mean this this seemed like a a good chance for Liv to get a real win. Yeah, but Shayna's like, like also threat. one of like Triple H's girls. Like he loves her. Yeah, but it's not. So time I was for Liv, worried I about like that. We're gonna build back to Ronda, Ugh. but like you have to give Liv some wins over like legit fighters. Like Shayna has has fought. Uh, yes, I love Shayna Baszler. Uh, but yeah, you had to give Liv a win here. She looked great. The match was fine. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of chemistry. I did want to touch back on the Gunther Sheamus match real quick because did we even mention it was for the Intercontinental Title? Uh, might have. Because, like, it's, (laughs) like, Gunther has made that title important. Yes. I haven't seen an Intercontinental title match get that big of a Mm -hmm. reaction probably in the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. And then, like, it's just... A lot of title matches The title does not make you. Mm -mm. The title does not make you important. You make the title important. Gunther's done that. Liv Morgan is working on doing that for the SmackDown women's title. Then we had Ray and Edge versus the Judgment Day. We didn't get our wish. Beth Phoenix is not involved. Instead, it is Edge and Ray with Dominic on the side watching, you know. And I don't know if we talked about this because I don't know, remember if this happened before our last episode or if this happened this past week on Raw or SmackDown or whichever. But Dominic was really upset that he wasn't in this match and that Ray and Edge were teaming together. And he was really upset and Ray was like, we've done this before. Like, we're a good tag team. Yeah. I need the experience and, like, basically told him, you're you not suck, shit. You're terrible. And you're not your Edge. Hair. Yeah. And Ed- <laughs> cut your hair. Uh, please get rid of that. Edge is Edge. And I need Edge. Um, it was a good match, a great combination of moves, uh, especially to end this match. Edge came out in a mask for funsies. Yes, just for funsies. Came out, ran through the crowd. It's his first time wrestling in the UK in a very long time. Uh, I am also annoyed that. They're, the announcers are talking about how Finn Balor has slid into the leader role of mm-hmm. Judgment Day. Yeah. And everybody and their mothers knows that I am absolutely in love with Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. But Rhea Ripley should be the leader of Judgment Day. She looks like a leader. I she she looks like she should be leading that faction. And I, I, I want her to. So I was annoyed by that. And then they were like, oh, nobody's the leader. Fuck off. Yeah. Make Rhea the, le- like the leader shit. and go about it. Either way, great combination of moves throughout the whole match. Uh, Dominic did interfere in this match helping Edge pin Finn. Yep. So Dominic helps them win mm-hmm. in this, like, you know, this all right match. Then Dominic gets in the ring to celebrate with them. And then just kicks Edge straight in the dick. His foot gets caught between his legs, loses a shoe, takes off his other shoe. And while Ray is on the ground next to Edge, pleading with Dominic, like, why, 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 why? Please don't do this. 
Dominic stops him, clotheslines the shit out of his dad, just like Eddie Guerrero, and the Judgment Day is just in the corner laughing. I loved how hard the Judgment Day were laughing. Yo, I thought Finn Balor was legitimately going to pee himself. Like that, he was, was laughing a so hard. Great response to that. Yes, because it seemed like like they just didn't know what was coming. Because like. Mm-hmm. It, this made no sense. Let's just, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, why are you going to help them win if you're going to then turn on them? Yeah, what's the point of helping them win the match and, like, definitively so? Yes. Like, cheating to yes. help. Like, why help them win the match and then attack them after made no sense? But we did need Dominic to just do something. Yes. Because holy shit has he been boring and forever. And the memes that are coming out of the fact that he clotheslined Rey Mysterio. Like his dad. Are just fantastic because everybody's like, oh, just like his dad, Eddie Guerrero. So fantastic. Always bring it back to the the fact that Rey Mysterio is not Dominic Mysterio's real dad. Perfect. We then had two people that absolutely hate each other in real life. Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Who is Matt Riddle now? Yes, he got his, got name, his first back. name back. Um, if somehow you have not seen what Seth Rollins was wearing this night, please go on our Instagram at HeBookSheBook. I made sure to post it. Um, he is wearing this like yellow and orange flame outfit. He has a hat with red horns on, huge red orange wings, and heart shaped sunglasses. Um, yeah, his outfit's just getting crazier and crazier by the day. It looks like he went to a spirit Halloween mm-hmm. on, like, the day before they were going to close. Mm-hmm. Like, November 3rd. And he just found, like, the first four things that were just, like, strewn about. Mm-hmm. And was like, fuck it. This is my Cardiff costume. He looked insane. Absolutely insane. Didn't hate it. You never do. No, I don't. Anything he wears, you're like, love it. Love everything about it. He looks like the Golden Girls couch right now. Love it. Like, this is, I don't know what this was. It was insane. Totally check it out. Hilarious. On Raw, they did an interview. Mm -hmm. Split screen. So they're not in the same place, right? And they're talking about, you know, this match, blah, blah, blah. We go off air. We come back. We find out that while we were on commercial, Seth and Riddle continued to talk to each other. Seth Rollins, because Matt Riddle had said, like, I'm going to show you that there's only one man in your marriage, and that's Becky. Right. Ooh. Ooh, Right? Got him. Got him. So we come back. We find out that Seth and Riddle were still mic'd up, and Seth says, if you want to talk about family, let's talk about family. Except, oh, wait, you can't because your wife divorced your ass, took the kids. And, like, never wants to see you again or something like that. never wants to see your bitch ass again. Good Lord got real and then matt riddle who's just like this happy-go-lucky stoner just like a little upset a little yeah. a little upset Start just starts F-bombs. cursing out the ass where the fuck is he i'm gonna fuck you up like he just starts going off and like it was real the heat between them is real there have been interviews but, that have come out afterwards with seth rollins just straight up being like i don't like that he dude. doesn't like the guy but like this is where like there's a clear division between like the the heat and the backstage shit that goes on in AEW mm-hmm. and the heat and the backstage shit that goes on in WWE. Seth and Matt Riddle work very well together. Oh, they put on a great put show. Put on a great match. And like Seth said, like, you know, if we're working together, I can put all that personal oh, yeah. stuff behind me. It's fine. Like we can like go out and like have an actually like, great match. And they did. And they brought like personal shit into mm-hmm. it. But this match was awesome. The build to it was awesome. That interview was awesome. Yes. And like, we're just going to move on from here. Yeah. 
And Seth wins, and now we're going to move on. Like Seth got the, a much needed win. Yes. Because God, he needs to get back on track here. Riddle didn't need it nearly no. as much. Like I feel like he's just we're in like that holding pattern of like when is Randy coming back? Is Randy coming back? But yeah, Seth gets don't, the win. Don't hurt my heart like that. But we is, don't know. Is Randy coming back? The main event. Ugh. Well, now I'm sad. Clash at the Castle for the WWE Universal Championship. Undisputed. Undisputed. Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns. We had, throughout the show, talk of Roman Reigns' amazing reign. Mm-hmm. We had... Before the match, oh, I have Drew to McIntyre's also correct myself package. because last episode I said something about like they're celebrating his like two hundred day win or something like that. It wasn't that; it was his two year streak of being the champion. Yeah, that that's what that was. That's what I was trying to say. That was Friday. Yeah, I did. That's what happened this past week on SmackDown. Before the match, Drew McIntyre's video package was awesome. They use his old theme song. Video packages. Uh, Yeah, they always Always. do. And, like, it was so hype. It felt like with this build and the way they were talking and the way it was in the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. you have this Scottish born warrior in Wales coming to take on the tribal chief. It felt like it was time. The crowd is so behind this dude. Drew McIntyre getting cheers left and right. Roman Reigns does not have the bloodline. No. For whatever reason. We know what reason. The announcers said it. We're not going to talk about it. The announcers said that they were not there because the Usos and Sami Zayn were injured from the beating that they took at that celebration by Drew McIntyre. Which I'm just now remembering that. Roman Reigns wasn't even at his own celebration because of that beatdown. He got beat down in the parking lot, and then yeah. Drew came out, beat down the Usos, beat down Sami Zayn. So they were not medically cleared, even though that was taped a week ago, and there's a possibility that, you know, maybe one of the Usos isn't allowed to leave the country. But who knows? They were not there. You know who was there? Well, we're not going to talk about it yet. We're going to get there because Drew McIntyre did bring his sword. No, I'm Angela. talking about Drew's boys in the crowd. The boys is, yeah. There I'm is sure. no doubt in my mind that half of those people on the camera side were Drew's actual friends and family. The way that they were just like up Listen, and screaming and hype. It was beautiful to see that many people behind Drew McIntyre. There were a lot of Scottish flags yes. in that crowd. The crowd is so behind Drew McIntyre. You also have Karrion Cross and Scarlet just in the crowd. Right. At one point, Karrion Cross throws a water bottle at Drew. Kind of seemed fucked up. It didn't whatever. make any sense. Tyson Fury is also in the audience. They've made note about that. Drew and, and him go way oh, back. Oh, uh, Bret Hart was in the audience, but that doesn't matter. Bret Hart this. was here, whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, for, you know, reasons. Um, you had so, like, this match was awesome. It was long, too. but It was it, like, very the, long. At one point, Austin Theory comes out. He's going to cash in his money in the bank. He's, Except no, he's, he's not. finally at ringside. Tyson Fury lays him smooth out, mm-hmm. and he's just dead. That was all that. That was all this for Austin now Theory. Twice Austin Theory has tried to cash in on a Roman Reigns match and just got laid out and murdered and doesn't cash in. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar did it at SummerSlam, which is also, by the way, the last time we've seen Paul Heyman. And then this time he came out, did it again. He's probably still over in Wales from the way that Tyson Fury knocked his ass out. Yeah. But we did have a lot of it. Um, the crowd was so far behind Drew, and Roman was offended. 
Yeah. And it was at one point hilarious. he takes the microphone, tells Cardiff to acknowledge him. Drew throughout the match keeps trying to do his countdown three, two, one to the Claymore mm-hmm. kick. He keeps getting closer and closer and closer. Roman Reigns gets a spear. Drew kicks out. Roman Reigns gets another spear. Drew kicks out. Drew finally hits the Claymore. This is it. This is it. He's gonna this win is it. it. Drew McIntyre. He finally gets the move that he's been waiting all match. He finally hits it in the middle of the ring. One. Two, the referee is pulled out of the ring. And we're like, what the fuck? The Usos aren't here. Usos aren't here. Paul, Paul Heyman's, Heyman's not, is not here. here, nor is he strong enough to pull <laughs> right? anyone anywhere. Sammy Zayn's not here. Who is doing this? A guy in all black, face covered, and I'm screaming. I knew it. I was like, yo, tell me that's baby Uso right now. And sure enough, baby Uso is here. Um, Solo Sokoa from NXT. No, no, that is not his name. The his, youngest Uso. Baby Uso's here. I've never been more excited for an Uso in my life. Um, he's part of the bloodline now. He's, there's another one. There's another there one. There is another Uso. There is another bloodline. Also, so sorry, Sammy. And Sammy's like easily we're going to be replaced by the Uso's little brother. Drew gets distracted. Roman Reigns takes advantage. Roman Reigns retains. And is still your WWE undisputed Universal Champion, and we leave this show with some thoughts. We One, leave this show in the weirdest way because Tyson Fury gets in the ring and shakes Roman's oh hand. God. Like, why were we still on air? For yes, this like shit? respect from one champ to another. They're and saying then they just sing at each and other, and then like Roman leaves, and Tyson Fury like helps Drew up, and then they start singing American Pie and all these other. And then things. Drew like wants to sing Sweet Caroline, but Tyson Fury doesn't know it. It's like, and then we're still on the air for some reason. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Very weird, but so. We're adding Baby Uso to the bloodline. Yes. Poor Sami Zayn. We've been saying for a while that Sammy eventually needs to split off from the bloodline. Yes. With Kevin to take on the Usos. This feels like a really easy way to get yeah. Sammy out of the bloodline. Yeah. You introduce a new one. And listen, right now you have five members of the bloodline if you count Sami Zayn. Yes. Survivor Series is traditionally five on five. Mm-hmm. We could keep this going for at least like, you know, until... Survivor Series to get When's that Survivor Series? Uh, it's either late October or November. Oh, okay. So it's probably the next or the two like, from now. Pay-per-views. You could keep it going and get a five-on-five five out of it. Or you can get out of it quicker, do like a four-on-four, four, even if it's like Bloodline versus like Kevin, Sammy, Drew, and Friend. Yeah. But... Tyson. <laughs> we'll bring Tyson maybe, Fury yeah, into it. Tyson yeah. Like, so there, like, you have that coming out of it, where like we now have another member of the Bloodline, another Uso. Mm-hmm. But and then I'll you tell have... you what, if Triple H don't change his fucking name, I'm going to actually yeah, be point. annoyed. Yeah. Like, they, how are you supposed to... He looks to... exactly like both of them. He looks... And their father. And, it, like, I get in in NXT, Vince McMahon had this thing about, like, not acknowledging NXT. So, like... Triple H doesn't have that thing. He doesn't have that thing. No. So I wonder if he's going to be, like somehow change his name to make him an Uso. Like, how are you supposed well, to explain... Because, like, Solo hasn't been around that long yeah. where people would even care. Like, right. Roman Reigns was Laiaki in FCW. Right. Nobody remembers that. No. But, like, Roman Reigns is their cousin, so it makes sense that he has a different name. This is the Uso's baby brother. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense that he has a totally different name. And until they give him the Uso name, I will only be referring to him as Baby Uso slash Baby Uso. That's it. What if they just call him Baby Uso? I would 
absolutely <laughs> love it i would love everything about it who do i write that to i will write a strongly worded letter to them <laughs> yeah, please mail. by friday start referring to him as baby Oose slash baby uso <sighs> the big know. question coming out of this show now is it's not drew it what it's not drew in the united kingdom they don't go with drew who do you have to beat roman reigns just like insert braun sherman's music like he's an option. He was in the match that Roman Reigns won the title originally exactly. against the Fiend and mm-hmm. Braun. You could easily go that route. You could go with Kerry and Cross. I don't I think I don't want that. I don't think either one takes the title off him. I think those are two guys that you could put against Roman for Roman to go through in in route to WrestleMania. If Roman gets to WrestleMania with both of those titles, it can be one of two people. I you think it can be The Rock? Yeah, because The Rock is definitely going to fight him at WrestleMania. But, like, I mean, is that this year? Is that next year? It's in Hollywood this yeah, year. I, I don't know. It, I feel Come like it, on. It has to be. But it also, be. it doesn't need to be for the titles. I it doesn't need to be probably, for the titles. They'll probably still do it for the titles. It doesn't need to be for the titles. Right. The only annoying thing about that is if The Rock comes back and Roman has both titles, The Rock needs to win the Royal Rumble to get into the main event. Right. Which we don't want The Rock to win the Royal Rumble because The Rock doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. Right. The only other option at that point is Cody Rhodes. Yeah, if he's clear to it come back like by then. It seemed like he was the chosen one anyway. Yeah. Are we just waiting? Are we in a waiting pattern to get Cody back? Do we finally let Seth get back in there? I mean, you could very easily give it back to Seth. I, I, They need to split these titles. They do need to split these titles. Split the titles. Desperately mm-hmm. need to split these titles. Because you can keep Roman's reign of the SmackDown title. And then here's the thing. Which that's the record-setting two-year reign. If we, say we take the Raw title off of Roman, keep that reign going on the SmackDown end. Keep that going. R- Roman can go into Mania with the SmackDown title, and The Rock would not have to win the Rumble because whoever is the winner of the Rumble can face the Raw champion. Exactly, yeah. They can come out and say, I want the Raw champion, and then The Rock can come out and go, hey, I want... You think you're the head of the table, bitch? I'm the big cousin here. That's like, why, that's like, my I would have liked this Cardiff match to just have been for the Raw title. Yeah. Because then it's easy. Like, you could put, well, that's the, why you could I put think the title on him, get the huge pop, get that major moment. I think if Braun's coming out alive. on Raw, that's why I'm like, insert Braun. I don't think it's for Roman. I don't think he's for Roman. No, he's just here to be a big guy coming back. But, like, yeah. give it to him. I don't care. I, I, I don't think. I, I just don't, don't want him to have Braun both like titles that. anymore. Neither that's where I'm at. Like, like, I feel like we, he shouldn't have both titles because you're, you're painting yourself into a corner, especially with WrestleMania, mm-hmm. where having both of these titles, one, he's never well, on both shows Rumble, anyway. You're painting yourself into a corner for Rumble season and Mania. Exactly. And that's yeah. a problem. Absolutely. Like, it, he needs, to, it, it, it's so easy to book a Raw guy to fight for just the WWE Championship and right. get the title off of Roman that way. If you don't want to do it with Drew because Drew's a SmackDown guy, fine. But we need to get a Raw guy or somebody to is take... Is Karrion... Have they, they haven't said what he's... They're on. SmackDown. Oh, he is SmackDown. But so Braun could, would be Raw. Yeah, yeah. Like, do we immediately just get Braun back in and put a title on him? I'm not sure. Where's Sammy? Sammy is on SmackDown. Kevin Owens is on Raw. Yeah. Seth is on Raw. I think we just t- we split the titles. We've been saying it for months. Split I'm ready. the titles. I'm ready for the downfall of the bloodline. Uh, we've been saying that for months too, but who knows? This is uh, now we are hitting the reset on a lot of things. We for both WWE, I 
NXT technically too, and also AEW. We have a lot to go over this week of what's next to come. So make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening, guys.